welcome to Truth in the Trenches. And today there's going to be a lot of truth happening because we are talking all about homeschool curriculum and more specifically exactly what I am using for homeschool curriculum. So if you've been struggling with what you're currently using, this episode is for you and I'm really excited to share with you everything that we're using and how we use it. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, no matter when you're listening to this, welcome to Truth in the Trenches. So today is all about curriculum. I've had so many people ask me what we're using for curriculum right now, and quite honestly, I have changed so much. I'm constantly uh, revamping what we're using, so it it is really difficult for me to say to people what I'm using because it's very fluid, and the reason for that, if we're going to be completely honest, which I am in these podcasts, then the reason for that is because I'm a blogger and I review curriculum, and the problem is that companies are sending me curriculum to review and I need to try it before I can review it. So we're really always getting new things, we're trying new things, we're seeing what we think of it, and we're putting it out there for you guys. And my goal with that is to you know, help identify what's going to work the best for our family, but then also be able to share with you guys what will work. And it might be different than what works for me, but I have a really good idea of the different curriculums and how they work with all the different learning styles and can really help recommend um, ones that that are good for you know different styles different family dynamics all that kind of stuff so we're going to talk about a lot of different curriculum today and I'm going to share with you pretty much everything that I actively use or have used in the last you know six months and share what that looks like And then we're going to have just a moment of complete honesty where I'm going to tell you that there's no possible way that I could use all this curriculum all the time. And then I'm going to share with you what I'm actually um, going to be using more on a day-to-day basis and which ones I'm going to kind of put back on the shelf and either use in a different year or reevaluate or reassess um, and which ones we're just not going to use and I'm going to pack up to sell And we'll talk about all of that and then hopefully I'll be able to kind of give you an idea of why, which ones I think will be um, a good fit for you guys and, you know, just all of that. So it's basically a tell-all about curriculum and I have to be very careful how I do it because I work with a lot of these companies and I really love a lot of these companies and there's so much good curriculum out there, right? I know, this awkward pause in the middle of a podcast, not supposed to do that, but seriously, there is so much amazing curriculum out there that it almost shoots me in the butt because I'm not even joking. Every single time I'm like, okay, I've got it. Then some new company contacts me and not only am I like, well, yeah, because you know, it helps support this crazy endeavor of mine. But I'm also really intrigued because I'm a curriculum junkie and I love curriculum, and I can't say no, and I want to try it all, and when I try it all, I love it all, and so I keep wanting to add to our day, and then we get into the problem we had this week, which we just have to address this super quick because I'm determined I'm going to stick to 20 minutes today. I talked to you guys last time about homeschool fails, so that was on Sunday night, so Monday morning I was not going to have one of those days, right? I was like, nope, it's not happening. I cleaned my kitchen, I set the coffee machine, I woke up early, and I was raring to go. We started school at 8 a.m. with our morning basket, and I read to my children for a good, long, solid hour. My younger children were no longer listening at that point, but 
I accomplished it, which felt very good to me. We moved on from that to independent studies. Now my older one can do a lot of school independently, so he hides in his room where it's safe and he won't be constantly asked to do things because if he's around, I will ask him for help. And then I do one-on-one -on -one with all my other kids. The problem is, is that all my other kids need me all at once. So every five minutes, just when I'm starting to read this story or, or teach this child this math concept, somebody interrupts and needs help with their lesson because the rest of my children, all the other four, are not reading fluently yet, which is super awesome if you can sense my sarcasm. Needless to say, we were still doing school at 8 o'clock. Not all my kids, and no, it did not take us 12 hours to do school. I had a nap in the middle of the day. We went for a nature walk. Um, we had breaks for snack. The kids watched a show. So it was not that we were doing school for 12 hours. It was that I have five kids and all my five kids need me. And so it's an hour with my oldest, we're working on you know, his curriculum, and it's an hour with this child and two hours with that child, and breaks and interruptions, and it's just an all day thing. And at the end of the day, I realized, oh my goodness, I'm doing too much. Because even though I really do wish it could be like that, it was an awesome day, I'm not gonna lie. I went to bed thinking, we learn more in this one day than sometimes I've done in an entire month. We discussed current events, we had good discussions, we did nature journaling. It was one of our best days ever. But I didn't get any chance to work. I didn't get any chance to do anything else. I did not cook dinner. My daughter made pancakes because there was nothing. She's like, what's for dinner? I'm like, mm, I don't know, cereal? <laughs> so the point is that's not sustainable. I can't do that on an ongoing regular basis. So when I talk to you today about curriculum, um, I am still in the process of kind of calling out what is gonna work for us and what we need to set aside and what we need to say maybe next year or maybe next uh, semester or something. Because right now, everything I'm gonna share with you is too much, okay? So that's my little disclaimer before we talk about curriculum. And let's get into it because I've already wasted almost six minutes because <laughs> I'm great like that, okay. What we're using for math, and this is the easiest one, which is why I'm starting with it, is Math Lessons for a Living Education. This is a Charlotte Mason math that is um, published by Masterbooks. Masterbooks.com is their website. And I have been using them um, with one of my children at least for a year and a bit. And uh, we've tried Matthew C, we've tried teaching textbooks, and just this last fall, I switched all my children over to Math Lessons for Living Education, and it has been a very positive move for me and for my kids. So it goes up to about a grade six, seven level, depending on your child, and it is story-based learning that teaches them math in, in a contextual base of life all around them. So they're learning how that concept applies to them. Um, it's copywork, narration, it's really well done, and we're loving it. We're absolutely loving it. So there is nothing that will be changed in that department. That's what we use for math, and it has been fantastic. And FYI, if anyone is interested, I'm not an affiliate with them, but I do work with them, and they've given me a coupon code that I can share with you guys, which is Rebecca's Friend. No apostrophe, no nothing, no spaces, just Rebecca's Friend, and you can get a discount on anything over at Masterbooks. So... We'll just get that out in the open. Um, before I continue, also you guys, on my blog where I'm going to post this podcast episode, so that's in hiphomeschoolingblog.com forward slash podcast, 
I am going to list all these different curriculums and um, what we're using. So if you don't have a pen and paper in front of you, no worries. I'm going to have notes for you on the blog. Okay, so language arts. Language arts um, is, is one that, ugh, man, guys, my first couple years, I could not stand language arts because I'm good at it and somehow I just had no patience or ability to slow down and teach my children in a way that was beneficial. So we discovered Brave Writer, which was a total game changer for us. And we don't do the full curriculum. We read The Writer's Jungle, or I read The Writer's Jungle, and I have implemented those things into more of a writer lifestyle. So that being said, we also add in spelling you see. And the reason for that is because they are copywork based, which is part of our Brave Writer lifestyle. We do copywork. So essentially, I don't get to necessarily pick the passages, but the passages are picked and they have, um, they're all specifically gearing them towards understanding different spelling rules, um, blends, all that kind of stuff. And that's done for me. So it takes us only 10 minutes a day. And that's kind of one thing we just do on a regular daily basis. But the rest of our language arts, how we approach um, teaching my kids how to write, more specifically, our poetry tea time, our writing projects, all that stuff is done through a Brave Writer lifestyle, which means I'm not using a curriculum. I'm not sitting and doing their list necessarily of read-alouds, though they're awesome lists if you need some ideas. But instead, I am implementing those philosophies into the way that I teach and approach writing with my children. So if you want more information on that, I've got so many videos and things I've done on my blog. I've got a Facebook Live coming up next week, actually about both math and Brave Writer. So don't miss those. That's Tuesday and Thursday on my Facebook page. Um, and I just did one yesterday about spelling you see as well. So there's lots of information out there to help you guys uh, learn more about those curriculums. Now it starts to get a little more dicey. Well, I can give you one more easy one. Preschool. Preschool, we're doing nothing. Yay. Uh, she has a little uh, workbook, some notebooks we've made together, and I might get her a few craft boxes type of thing. I'm going to look into some things that would make her feel like she's doing school because she really wants to, but um, she's not ready. Nope, not ready in any way. So we just have fun. Bought her beading things. I'm going to get her a bunch of things from Fun and Function, um, just learning her alphabet and just fun stuff. So fun. That's the name of the game for preschool. Okay, so now we're going to get into socials and this just gets a lot more complicated because I don't use a curriculum. <sighs> I know. It's a curriculum podcast and I don't even use it. Um, the reason being, why is the reason for that? I haven't really found something that A covers, I am with the school this year, which means I have to keep up with what other children um, in school are doing. So all my kids are in different grades, which means they all have different outcomes. Super awesome. Uh, so when it comes to social studies, some need to be learning about First Nations. Some need to be learning about their community. Some need to be learning about government. And so trying to find something that encompasses everything. And I refuse to teach for different social study programs. So we just do it all together. And what that looks like is... We're starting to discuss current events, and I've been using um, What in the World, which is an online kind of subscription that comes every month, and I think it's mostly 
it's it's a blend of world news, but it also has some, a kind of some Canadian news in there as well. We've just been discussing current events and whether that's something I see online or whether that is you know grabbing the newspaper and seeing what's happening in your community, just discussing them and asking the kids questions more or less. We read it and we ask a lot of questions. Um, for reading, I do a ton of reading. That is how I generally approach social studies is to read to them. So I have all of Donna Ward's Canada, My Country, and some of the Canada's Natives long ago. And so what I do with those is I just pull out books, picture books, whatever, and I read them with my children. Um, right now we're starting with Spotlight on Canada and just like just a very brief overview of Canada, our government, and our geography. And then I also will probably do Wow Canada. So we're just going to read this year for social studies. I also just got in the mail today Charlotte Mason's Elementary Geography, so we'll probably do that because, you know, it looks good, so may as well add that. And then uh, Homeschool in the World, uh, in the Woods, sorry, Homeschool in the Woods, I have their timelines and their map CDs, and those are awesome because anything that we do learn about or do, we can just print off a figure and put it into our timeline, so I use that as well. So that basically covers social studies. It's mainly reading and discussion and, you know, the odd map work that we're doing together. But we we find that you can get most of what you need just, just doing reading and discussion. Um, so that brings us to science, which science is even more complicated. Oy, oy, oy. Okay, I'm hoping this isn't overwhelming you, but... We, like I said, review a lot of stuff. So we get a lot of stuff and there's so much good stuff that it's really hard to say no that we're not going to use something when I fall in love with it. So I have fallen in love with quite a few different resources. For example, I'm an Usborne Books consultant. So I love Usborne Books. I love all their science books, all their science resource books, all their experiment books. We have them all. Um, I have been using Science Shepherd. I have been using Nature Explorers. And I have been using Animals and Their Worlds from Winter Promise. So that's obviously too much to say, okay, we're doing all four curriculums. So mainly what it looks like is this. Science Shepherd is what we do on a daily basis. And the reason for that is that it takes us about 10 minutes. I don't even really have to help my kids other than reading to my very youngest one. And they can do it independently and it covers almost all our outcomes for science. So for me, I know that they're getting a really good base in a very simple, quick way that's teaching them all about bio biology and chemistry and physics and everything that they need to know and a brief overview so that I, there's no gaps and there's no holes. Then we can go and we can do whatever else we want with experiments and reading different books that we find. So animals in their worlds, um, I'm finding that it's just too much to sit down and do all the notebooking pages. It's like 500 notebooking pages that are awesome, but it's just too much. We're doing so much. So I've let that go completely, and I'm following the guide, but I'm only following it as far as the read-alouds. So we're reading the animal encyclopedia, the one small square. We're reading the read-alouds that go along with it. We're not I'm not forcing the kids to do necessarily the written work or the project work. Instead, we're just using it in our morning basket and we're doing our science all through reading, if that makes sense. And then that brings us to nature journaling and our nature studies. So nature journaling is absolutely something that we are going to be doing all the time. And I'm going to do alongside with my children and just getting out and exploring nature and discovering things around us. And I'm going to be using kind of as a guide on our themes Nature Explorers, which I'm talking about um, today, if you're listening to this podcast on the 21st. 
on Facebook, but you can go and find that as well. Go If you ever want to just go look through my videos on Facebook, just go to my Facebook page. Um, my handle is Hip Homeschooling Blog. Look in the videos tab, and I've got so many videos in there, you guys. You can find stuff on almost anything. So I'm going to be using that as kind of a guide because I can choose things that are based on seasons, based on our environment, so we can learn about birds. In spring, we can learn about butterflies. Right now, um, when it gets a little colder, we're going to be learning about there's one she has on coping with the cold. It's all about snow and about what animals live in the winter and which ones are hibernating. And so using that as our guide and then going out and doing nature journaling and exploring. All right, so we've got Science Socials LA Math and that brings us to all the extra stuff. So for extra stuff, I have Home Art Studio sitting on my shelf, which is awesome, absolutely awesome but it's on a very high shelf and I'm very short and I have supplies everywhere and I only have a tiny nook and I hate messes. So the actual probability of us doing that on a regular ongoing basis is low and yet I love it so much. So if you're looking for an art program, that's my number one recommendation. Um, right now I'm finding that anything that I can do, we're doing art when we do our nature journaling and I'm not giving the kids a ton of direction at this point Instead, I am just reading to them about art. So we have the Osborne Book of Art. We're learning about artists and composers and all different sorts of things. And I'm just reading to them and they're seeing great works of art and otherwise giving them lots of room to just express themselves without giving them a whole lot of direction at this point because they're still young and because I hate a mess, just being honest. So other extra stuff, um, we have done Kids Cook Real Food and it is amazing. Um, I get the kids to cook quite often, quite often. Um, my kids are, for our language that we're focusing on is Spanish. I don't know, we're all over the place with that, you guys. My oldest son is actually in a Spanish course that he's working with a teacher and that's not something I give a link for because it's through our school. But aside from that, um, all of our kids are just kind of learning it in a very relaxed way. We might look back at doing something like foreign languages for kids um, or something, I'm not sure yet. But he's the only one it's required for, so that's what I'm at for that. Um, some of you have asked me about Piano Wizard. We have used that in the past and I love it. I think it's amazing. Since we moved, I have not found my keyboard. So until I find my keyboard, we are just, I am teaching the kids myself and only here and there when I have time, which I think was once in the past month. I took my three-year-old and was trying to teach her what a C was. So it is not something that I am actively pursuing at this point just because there's just not enough of me to go around. Um, some of you have asked me about Grammar Galaxy, which is something I've reviewed in the past. And again, I lost it and just found a big box full of missing things and I found it. So I'm not sure what I'm going to do with that at this point. Um, I'm probably going to be reviewing it for you guys again soon because she's coming out with a new level and showing you what it looks like. Um, I'm tempted to do it with just my one daughter and the only reason, because we do get everything we need out of Brave Writer, the only reason I'm thinking of with her is vocabulary and reading comprehension. Because when I'm doing read-alouds and different things with Brave Writer, I'm doing that in a group setting and she's actually, like we've done some testing with her and she's very, very behind in her reasoning, her logic, her memory. So those things she, she needs some one-on-one -on -one help with. And so Grammar Galaxy really was helping us with her reading comprehension, forcing her to listen and asking her questions afterwards and working on her vocabulary. So we might 
um, go back and kind of work on that. But like I said, I've got so much obviously here. Um, for my kindergarten and my grade one for their reading. Now I have used All About Reading in the past and I have it on my shelf and it is awesome. Um, it's a little bit more teacher, it is more teacher intensive, which is great because I'm sorry, but when you have a kindergartner or a grade one or those younger grades, there's, there's no getting away from that. Unless you do an entirely online program, kindergarten, grade one, grade two even are teacher intensive, which sucks a little bit, but it's just reality. So I've been trying with them Winter Promises Language Arts. There's a write-in reader that my son is using right now that he is is doing really well with. It's a it's a real challenge for him, but I'm seeing him kind of come through and build his confidence and I'm so determined to teach him to to read fluently this year. So I am kind of pushing him a little bit, which I'm the biggest advocate for not pushing your kids, but I'm trying to push him in a way that's really encouraging rather than being hard on him. Um, anytime it's tears, we're done. So I try to keep it like super, wow, that was so good. You know, keep it really positive, but I'm, I'm giving him something I know is a bit of a challenge because Oh, he's so close, you guys. And then my daughter is kindergarten, and she's doing um, the, what is it? Syllables to Sentences, I believe, is the one that she's doing right now. And it's just got these cute little readers, and she is doing really, really well with it. Um, and just learning her phonics and her sounds and all that kind of stuff. And she's beginning to read quite well, actually. So I'm trying that out with both of them. I'll let you know how that goes and how far we continue with it. But everybody else, our general approach to especially writing for all the kids for writing. And then for most of our language arts, it is done through Brave Writer. And it is done through read-alouds and through discussion and through poetry. And um, writing, I find, I just kind of try to blend in with everything else that we're doing. And then the last thing I know, right? Like it's a huge list is that we are using from winter promise, um, sea and sky for my eldest son who is in grade five. And I've been tempted on many occasions to put this to the sidelines because he's doing so much other curriculum that it's not, he's doing science already, which sea and sky does. He's doing socials already, which sea and sky does. He's doing reading already, which sea and sky does. So I feel in some ways it's a little bit of overkill, but I can't, I cannot say no to it. It is probably one of the most amazing curriculums I've ever done. And I wouldn't even let him do it on his own because I don't want to miss out on anything he's going to learn. So I'm enjoying it so much and he enjoys it a lot if I do it with him, but it's a little overwhelming for him to do on his, on his own. So again, that just means that it's this one more one hour one-on-one -on -one thing that I need to do with him. So, um, we're working it through. We're still trying to figure out what we're going to do on an ongoing basis, but this is all the curriculum that I kind of have in their baskets is not necessarily everything that we're doing all the time and or we are and then we're feeling burned out. So I'm still trying to figure out what we're going to keep and what we're going to pull. And maybe because we're totally out of time for today, um, I'm seeing here on my list as well, I forgot to mention Bible, which we have been reading in our morning basket. We've been doing a devotional. We read the Bible. We pray together, um, do listening prayer together. And we also have used grapevine Bible studies in the past, which is kind of stick figure drawing through the Bible. So I have a lot of resources for it. Um, and I kind of pick and choose based on the day and based on how we're feeling and what we've got time for. 
Um, so maybe what I'm going to do, you guys, is do a series two. And in the series two, maybe I'll even give it a little bit of time, do it in a few weeks, kind of get into a rhythm of what we're going to be using, what that's going to look like. I feel like right now I'm on the precipice of some kind of big changes with our schedule, with our routine, with what we're going to do. And I really feel like we need to be backing off a whole lot because this is a lot and it's a lot to try to keep up with. And while everybody's kind of functioning, um, I don't want it to be, I don't want it to be something that is, is damaging their love of learning and, or my ability to sustain this, because I'm not going to lie. This year has been the start of this year has been a little bit harder for me. A lot of my friends have been putting their kids in school and while obviously I'm a homeschool blogger. And so there's this pressure that I kind of need to do it because it's my job. I also grew up being homeschooled. I value it. I love it. There's so much about it I love. The thought of sending my kids to school makes me cry. Honestly, it makes me cry because I can't imagine not having this time with them. On the flip side, I feel like I can't work. And so I, I'm kind of in between these two worlds of my work is homeschooling and yet I don't have time to homeschool if I'm going to work or I don't have time to work if I'm homeschool, right? You know what I mean? Like I'm just kind of stuck in between right now trying to figure out what it looks like. And I will admit to feeling some jealousy to when people drop their kids off at school and go have a coffee or get together with a friend. I feel like I, I am a slave to this. So because of that, I know some things need to change because otherwise I'm probably just going to be putting some of my kids to school next year because I'm going to be feeling frustrated and overwhelmed. So that's not what I want for my kids. It's not what I want for me. And so I'm in the middle of some adjustments. And so maybe I'll do a series two on this in a couple of weeks and share with you what we are going to move forward with using and why, which ones we're shelving and which ones we are going to use on kind of a fluid shelf that we're going to you know, kind of pull off and use here and there and which ones we're going to be selling and getting rid of and just saying no more. And I have a lot of that curriculum. So we could also do some tell-alls on which ones just did not work for us because I have probably four boxes of curriculum downstairs that I have on the list to sell because it's just not it's not something that we're going to do. So anyways, we can talk a lot more in depth about curriculum. Obviously, I have a lot of information. I have a lot of stuff I've reviewed and I'm still, I think, a little bit bogged down with the amount that I have and where we're going to go with it. So probably sense that in this podcast episode. So anyways, I'm going to wrap it up there. I've gone over again, but um, there's a lot of information to cover. Like I said, if you want to see any of the links for these, you can go find out more information on my blog. I'll link to reviews I've done, videos I've done, as well as where you can go and shop for these things. And if you have any questions, feel free to ask me. And I would love it if you subscribed to my podcast, if you like what you're seeing. If you like what you're hearing and you're enjoying it, please subscribe and we will talk to you again very soon. We'll see you Sunday night or Monday morning. See ya. Well, there you have it. Truth in the trenches of homeschooling today because it's all about curriculum. If you want more information, don't forget to check out my blog and you can subscribe so that you don't miss any of my new podcast episodes, which are now happening. Yeah, that's right. Twice a week. So super exciting. There's a lot of exciting stuff going on in the blog. A lot of Facebook live videos happening right now on Facebook. You can find me there, facebook.com forward slash hip homeschooling blog. 
find me on my blog anytime. And if you like what you're hearing on this podcast, share it with your friends. You can um, give me a little review. I would love to hear your thoughts and hear how I can improve and change and make this even more applicable and beneficial to you guys in the midst of your homeschool journey. So I hope you have an awesome rest of your week and we'll see you again in a few days.